Welcome back, my friends, to the Nature Wander podcast. Today we're going to be outdoors. We're going to be heading out in the field in a minute here, and we're going to do a little bit of bird banding, winter bird banding. So right now in western New York, it is winter time. It is cold out there. And if you're not familiar with bird banding, I'm going to explain a little bit about it before we head out into the field. Maybe you listened to our very first episode of the Nature Wander podcast and you heard all about how we did saw wet banding. Um, that was a few months ago. And with saw wet banding, a little bit different. It's at nighttime, you're after one specific species of bird sawwet owls. Well, today we're going to be outside. We have a single net set up and we have it really close to our bird feeders. So basically we're luring the birds in. We're trying to see what birds are around in the winter time in Western New York. And scientists will take that data after we send it off and they'll explore it a little bit more. So let's talk a little bit about bird banding. Okay, bird banding, basic bird banding, which is what we're doing here today, is capturing birds in what we call a mist net. Now, the mist net is really thin. It's called a mist net because it can't be seen very easily by the birds. Now, we don't do this on really windy days because then the net is flat, flapping around in the wind and the birds can see it easier and they obviously are going to be like, whoa, wait a minute, what's that object in front of me? I'm avoiding it. And you don't catch anything. But with a mist net, it's so thin when it's a calm day, it just sits there and it's black in color, very fine mesh in it so that the birds don't see it. And so they think they're just flying away and no, they get caught in this net. Now, it doesn't hurt the birds. I want to stress that right off the bat. Capturing in them in these mist nets does not hurt them at all. Okay, so they just get caught in there. They drop down in what we call a tremel which is just a flap at the bottom of each one of the trummels. There's actually five trummels in our mist nets that we put out. They're 12 meters long. And the mist net, they fly in, they get caught. Then we go out there, we capture them, we take them out of the net, and we put them into a cloth bag. Now the cloth bag, they can still breathe. They can see shadows, but it calms them down. We don't want to just be handling them a lot because if we handle them too much, it stresses the bird out. You got to th realize these birds are there being handled by these big monsters, us, people. Yeah, so it stresses them out. They're used to flying around free. They avoid people. So that's why we handle them as little as possible. So they get caught in these nets, we go out there, we put them in the bag to keep the stress down, and then we bring them inside. Now during the summer, we actually set up our banding station outside. But in the wintertime, a little bit too cold, it's hard to process the bird, um, hard to handle the bird when your hands are frozen. So that's why we just get them as quickly as possible out of the net, bring them into our banding station, which is indoors where it's nice and warm. And we don't want to keep them in the heat too long either because then they're going through shock from heat to cold. So we bring them in, we process them quickly, 
and then we take them outside. And I'll explain the processing a little bit later when we actually have some birds in hand um, and we're out in the field, and that way you'll get a better feel for what we're doing. This bird banding information that we write down, it gets sent off to the National Bird Banding Laboratory. And the bird banding laboratory takes all the data that we have collected and they put it into a database and scientists from all over the world, wherever, they can access this data for any research that they're doing on the birds. So maybe it's a specific species they're looking for. They'll grab all our data on that species and they'll add it to the data they already have and that helps them with their research. So that's what bird banding is all about. We're going to head out into the field and we're going to capture some birds. I have a net set up right now and it's in front of my bird feeders. So the birds are actually being lured in. They get caught in the net and we're going to go out and we're going to take them out of the net. Okay, so we're out in the field right now. Um, this is a little different than some of our other banding situations besides doing saw wet owls. We also do what's called MAPS, Monitoring Avian Productivity and Survivorship, which we do in the springtime um, and through early summer. But what we're doing is winter banding. So there's, there aren't a lot of strict protocols for this. Uh, we can open the nets anytime we want, close them whenever we want. Uh, whereas there's much stricter protocol for the MAPS bird banding. Now I'm at the nets, I set the nets up just outside of my house, up by my bird feeders. Um, it's a little bit later in the day, I had a lot of stuff I needed to get done this morning. So it's, it's about 11 o'clock right now, a.m. And normally the birds are most active at sunrise. That's why I like to open the nets, which I usually do if I don't have a lot going on. But like I said, a little bit busy this morning. So today I decided to open when I got home. And so it's not as busy. Depends on weather. Um, but I do have one bird in the net right now. It's a red, or sorry. Yeah, it's a red-bellied woodpecker. And he's caught in the net, a rather large bird. So I didn't see the net, flew in. Um, he was headed towards the feeder, I can tell by the side of the net that he's in. And right now I've got my hand on the bird. I've got my fingers under his belly and my thumb on his back. You always start out with opposite of how they went in. Okay, so this guy went in head first. That's the way birds fly. They don't fly backwards. So he flew into the net head first. So the head's the last thing I'm going to be getting out. So I find his butt. Get the net off that. And then he... And then I work it over the wings. I get it off his wings. Now I just have to get it off the head. Now, woodpeckers, the tip of their tongue... Okay, I've got... Before I go on to that, um, I just want to describe everything I'm doing. I've got the net off his wings, off his head. Um, the only thing is his feet and his tongue right now. So now I'm going to change hands. I'm going to my left hand, and I put my first two fingers around his neck. I'm not strangling him. It's really loose, but secure grip. 
It's so that the bird cannot get away, but I can manipulate the bird. And with woodpeckers, their tongues are very long, and the end of it has all these little, like, barbules on it. And that's so that they can grab the insects out of tree cavities and such. So it doesn't always happen, but once in a while, especially I find with red bellies, the net actually clings to that barbed tongue. So I have to basically grab the tongue and pull the net off, which I did get it off fairly easily. Now the only thing is the feet. Sometimes you can just kind of relax and he'll let go, which this guy just did. Other times you have to, it's what we call pinch and pull. I find with the smaller birds, you may hear the chickadees in the background, chickadee dee dee dee. Yeah. You usually catch a lot of those in winter banding, but with those little guys, they don't let go of the net. They don't care. Even if they think they're free and they can fly away, they're still going to grip. So you have to pinch the feet and kind of pull the net off. So it's what we call the pinch and pull for the net. Once again, doesn't hurt the bird. Nothing we do here is hurting the bird. So we do the pinch and pull with those. But some of your larger birds, if you just kind of relax them, kind of make them think, oh, I'm free. You know, you still have your banders grip, the two fingers around the neck loosely. So you still have that grip around the neck. So he's not going to fly free, but he thinks he can. And sometimes they'll flap their, their wings and they loosen their grip and they just let go of the net. So it does happen sometimes, usually with larger birds. Okay, so I have this guy in my hands. I'm going to grab a bag out of my pocket. Sometimes if I only have one bird, I'll just take him in in my hand. But I'm going to put him in the bag. I tie the top of the bag off just so that they don't sneak out. I have had that happen before where they just kind of work their way up to the top of the bag. And they sneak out of it. Um, come on, let's go. Sorry, got my dog out here with me. I get her inside so that she doesn't cause trouble. I don't like her being out here alone when I have a net open. Yeah, she's she's a dog. She will go after the birds if she gets the opportunity. Okay, so we're headed inside where it's a little bit warmer so I can function better. I have everything set up in my garage. I have a little banding station in here, little table set up. Okay, now the bird is nice and calm. He's not trying to get out. He's very relaxed because it's like, oh, you can't see me. I'm safe. You know, so that's the way he feels. He is very calm in the bag, but I'm going to reach into the bag and this is, ouch, the part where you usually get bit. Yeah, the bird is just protecting himself. So he bites the hand. Chickadees are the worst. Little guys with attitudes. Um, so I've got this guy out. Now, I have a chart that tells me what size band to put on their ankle. Now, these bands are round metal. I'm taking my time because this guy seems very relaxed. He's, he's too busy biting me to get nervous. If it was a smaller bird, they tense up a little bit quicker. Those guys I process as quick as possible, but I can do a little talking with this guy because he's more relaxed. As he yells at me. Okay. Um, 
Yes, you got to quiet down so I can talk to her. Red bellies are notorious for this. Um, I was okay. So this guy I don't have to worry about the size, but I do have a chart that tells me band sizes. The band sizes depend on the size of the bird. So there's all different size bands, um, depending on the bird's leg size. That tells me what size band I need. And I'll put the band on. But this guy already has a band on his leg. So he's what we call a recap. Um, he's a recaptured bird, probably a local one that I banded maybe last year, maybe earlier this year. Band is still a little bit shiny, so I'm going to guess he was probably banded this year. So now I have to look at the number on the band. One, three, five, two. Sometimes I have a helper here who scribes for me, but I'm alone today, so I'm going to be doing all my own scribing. Two, seven, three, four. Let me write that down. And I look at it and I double check it because I don't want to have a wrong band number. Um, that way, sometimes if I put in the computer and it's the wrong number, it'll flag it and I'll say, wait a minute, how come it was a black capped chickadee last time and now it's a red bellied woodpecker? You know, so, so we always double check. Then we write down the species name red bellied woodpecker. And we give it the alpha code. Every bird has a four-letter alpha code. So this one here, usually they go with the first letter. If it's more than one name, first letter of each name. If it's two names, first letter, then the three letters from the last name. So this is an R, B, so red-bellied, W, O. Most of your woodpeckers are W, O at the end. So like a Pileated would be P-I-W-O. Um, Harry, H-A-W-O. Downy, D-O-W-O. The Do-Wos. Um, so this guy here, because he's got three names, R-B-W-O, Red Belly Woodpecker. And then what we're going to do is we're going to look at the fat. So I take, I still have the bander's grip, so I've got control of the bird. And he's got a little bit of control of me because he's biting my fingers here. I grab his legs with my right hand, bander's grip with the left hand. I kind of bend him backwards. It doesn't hurt the bird. And I blew into his neck. That way I can see how much fat he has in the neck region. Um, this guy here, a little bit of... A little bit of pink in there, so it's... Uh, but not much. Very hollow. So I give them a one for fat. Skull, we don't skull woodpeckers. The reason that we don't skull woodpeckers is because the tongue actually goes over the brain. That's how long the tongue is. So it covers the brain. You can't see the brain. You can't see the skull, I should say, not the brain. Um, you can't see the skull because of the tongue is, he's distracting me by biting me here, sorry. Uh, but the tongue goes over the skull. Hard to see the skull, so you can't, look at the skull. Otherwise, we would look at the skull, see how full it is. This time of year, they're all going to be sixes. They're going to be full. Uh, but on a woodpecker, we can't see it. We don't even try. Um, then we are going to determine sex because of the color on this guy. I know it's a male. And how we sexed it, PL for plumage. 
And then we take a measurement of the wing. I have a special ruler here. I put the shoulder up. Actually, it's the wrist, sorry. I put the wrist up against the slide. And I look, it is 128 on the wing. So I write that down. 128. Then I have another different ruler. I wedge it up between the middle tail feathers. And I look to see how long the tail is. And got my ruler backwards. So reposition is 76 on the tail. So 76. And that's in metric. All oh, this is metric, so these are millimeters. Um, and then we have the tarsus. So we're measuring from the from the elbow on the bird up to the wrist. And this one is 20.0, so 20.0. Uh, we already know the status is 300. There's different codes for status. Uh, basically 300 is you cut the bird, processed, released. Everything was done within an hour, which usually it takes about three to five minutes depending on which do. I'm talking a lot here, so it's going to take a little bit longer on this guy. Uh, the date is in there, the time. We collect the birds every half hour. This is the 11 o'clock net run. Um, this was net number one, because we only have one net out. And then we look at feathers. So right now I'm looking at the wing feathers and the tail feathers. And the wing feathers are all the same color. They're pretty wide. All of the marks on them line up. Um, on the tail, very truncated. Uh, so this is, to me, I've done enough of these guys I know. This is an older bird. So I put the code down for an older bird, how aged, PL for plumage. And the last thing that we do is we weigh them would be awesome if we could just take the bird, set him on the scale, and he would sit there and wait for the scale to read his weight. But no, it's a bird. He just wants to get away right now. So we have a stocking sitting on the scale when we turn it on. This nylon stocking, I take it and I put it on my right hand while he's biting me. And I basically grab the back of the bird with the stocking on my hand grab the bird with my right hand and I pull the stocking over his head and tail. Now he's caught inside the stocking. He can move a little bit but he is fairly contained. I still keep my hand over the top of the bird um, just hovering over the top. I don't want the weight of my hands just the bird uh, just in case he does start flapping. I don't want him to fall off the scale or fall on the floor. Um, so I have a weight now. He's pretty Calm, 92.8 on the mass. So I have to write that down, 92.8, and that's it. He's done. With maps, uh, when we do this in the spring, there's a little bit different data that we take and write down. But in winter banding, we don't take as much... Uh, it's hard to say because we don't take... Um, 
as much data, but we take a few different things. For instance, we don't do the tail measurement, we don't do the tarsus during maps. We do those during winter banding. So that's one thing we do differently, but there's a lot of other things we do during maps. Okay, so this guy's all done. He's got his band already on his leg. He's, we've gotten all the measurements. So now we're gonna head back outside. And we are going to let him go. Have a good day. And he yells at me as he flies away. Um, and while I'm out here, even though we're not at the half, half hour mark, I do see a bird in the net, so I'm gonna grab him out. Um, the only reason I do that is because if, the longer they sit in the net, the more tangled they get and the more stressed they get. So I'm just gonna grab this guy out while I'm here. It's a little chickadee once again. I, he was at the feeders flying away. That's the side of the net he was on. And I found his, his rump, his backside, fingers on the belly, thumb on the back, work it over his wings, work it over his head. He was pretty simple, he wasn't in here very long. Chickadees are fighters. You know, you leave them in the net too long, they're just going to fight and fight and fight. And the more they fight, the more tangled they get. So that's why it's nice to get these guys out early. Okay, it's caught around his neck, so I just got to work it out. Okay, we got the head out, we got the wings out. Now it's just the feet, and oh, he was an easy one, he just let go. Okay, so we've got this guy out of the net. He's another recap. He's already has a band on his ankle. Uh, it's funny during the summer or even the winter when we're sitting here watching the birds, but a lot of times, headed back inside here, um, a lot of times when I'm sitting out on my patio, I'll sit there and I'll be watching the birds and you can just catch the glimmer of sunlight off of the ankle. It's like, yep, he's banded. Uh, most of the birds in my on my property are banded already. Uh, we did winter banding a couple of days ago. And when we did that, we did get quite a few who were not banded. But um, this is only our third bird for today. And all three of them have been recaps. Okay, so once again, I'm reading the number. 2880. The first four numbers... Um, the last number of the first four, so there's four numbers on top and then there's another five on the bottom. Some, the larger bands, it'll be four numbers, a dash, and then the five numbers. Those first four numbers, you look at the last number, that tells you basically the band size. So this guy takes a zero, that's why it's a, um, 2880, the first four numbers. Okay, and then six four four. Okay, numbers are written down. Black capped chickadee. Okay, B C C H. Okay, black capped and the chickadee. C H I C. Okay, so B C C H is the alpha code for a black capped chickadee. Um, I'm going to go through real time. I'll try to talk real fast, but this is how quickly a bird is usually processed. 
Fats a three. Chunky guy. Skull's a six. Wing is... 63. Whoa. Um, we're not going to do tail measurements only because he only has one tail feather. He's missing the rest. I don't know what's been going on with this guy. He's been having a tough time out there. The Tarsus is 11.0. Looking at the feathers, uh, pretty wide there. So the primary coverts are wide, rounded. The primaries are truncated, a little bit wide. Um, the tail feather, oh, there are three tail feathers. The guys got three tail feathers. Um, they are a little bit wide and rounded. So this guy is an older bird. Once again, age by plumage, sex unknown. You cannot tell a chickadee during the winter time. Status same, same, same. And finally, mass. I got my scale all Horn, so it's set to zero. 10.8. Net one. Done. See how quickly that goes? So it's really quick when I'm not talking so much. Um, and I can even go quicker than that. But I don't try to rush through it. I'm not racing. The whole process, the whole reason for this is to get accurate, good data, and that's what I'm trying to do. And if I rush through it, I'm not going to get good, accurate data. Okay, and we're back outside. Let this guy go. Nuts are empty, so we're going to go inside and take a breather, take a break. Uh, then we'll come back out, check, for, check the nuts in a little while, see who else we have in there. So we're going to... Take a break here. Okay, we are out at the 12.30 net run. We've got one bird again in the net. It is a chickadee. You probably hear them in the background here. You've got a bunch of them at the feeder, but a lot of times they just fly right over the net or they go around it. They know it's here. They've probably been caught before. Okay, so we got this guy. Oh, we've got a new one finally. Uh, so we have a new bird. Um, we are going to be placing a band on, so that'll help. Let me get him out of the net. Okay, once again, fingers on the belly, thumb on the back. And we work the net over his wings. He's must have just flown in, so he's, he's way too easy. Right over the head. And let go. There you go. Okay, we've got him once again. He's it's the only bird, so I'm not even gonna bother putting him in the in the bag. We'll just take him right in. And we will head into the house where it's warm, so we can process them. 
and now in the in the garage where I got my little setup here for banding. Um, I didn't mention before I do keep track of how many birds we capture at each net run. Uh, we do a running tally. And uh, we also do temperature, wind, and cloud cover. So we keep track of that data as well so that the scientists, whoever's using this data, um, if they need it, we can send it to them. And they can say, okay, well, this bird is not supposed to be here in the middle of the winter. What were the temperatures like? What was going on? Uh, they can keep track of climate change and how it's affecting the birds. And Okay, so I'm going to need a band size zero. I've got my bands. They are in a little um, old film canister with a hole in the top. Each one's labeled with a, num a letter um, or number, sorry, they're labeled with both sometimes, like 1A, 1B. This is a zero, so I take the next zero off. I read the last few numbers, because I have the rest of the numbers always already written on my paper, and they should be in sequential order. So this is 486 are the last three numbers, and I check, and yes, that is correct. So let me write that down on the page. I got the number written down. It's a black cap chickadee. They're not the only ones who take a zero, so we have to write down the name and the alpha code. Check the fat. Fat's a three, borderline four. I'm gonna go with a four because it's, it's full. Um, skull. Six. Oh, got to get the band on the bird, too. Okay, now I've got a special set of pliers here. Usually I'd put, do that first, but I guess I've done so many recaps today. I wasn't thinking straight. Um, he doesn't have a band on, so we have to put a band on the ankle of the bird, the leg of the bird. So I take it, I put it on my banding pliers. Um, these are a set of pliers. They have a little notch coming out of the side, and I put it on there, and I open the pliers up, which opens up the band. And I take it off of there, off of that little notch, and I put it inside. The pliers actually have two holes in the, I'm not sure how to put it, the um, plier part, and the band fits perfectly inside of the smaller ones. Uh, the larger one is for like one B's. Uh, and a few other band sizes, but the zeros, zero one, they go in the smaller hole. So I've got it set in there. It's not closed, it's open. I slide the band over the leg of the bird and make sure I'm holding the leg well. I don't want him to pull away while I'm crimping down. I don't want to catch his leg in the band or the pliers. And I squeeze the pliers. So now the band is on his leg. I Spin it to make sure it moves freely and that the two ends are butted up against each other tightly. I don't want anything getting caught in there. So this is a good band on there. Um, we're going to look at age. I'm going to go a little bit of out, of out of order this time. Uh, let's see. Feathers are actually pretty rounded, truncated, tail feather, same thing, wide. 
Uh, this, this is After Hatch Year by P.L. Sex Unknown. Wing is 63. Tail is 58. Grim the tarsometer. Okay, it's really not a tarsometer. Um, grab the digital caliper and put it against the elbow and go right up to the wrist. And it's 13.1 on the tarsus. Status is 300. Um, date, same. 1230 net run and all that is left that click was me turning on the scale which calibrates it it tears it and I put the bird once again I got a stocking in my right hand I have my hand in the stocking grab the bird with my right hand and I pull the stocking over the bird's head and body now he's totally contained he's on the scale 11.5 is the mass. I write that down right away. 11.5. And I take the bird out of the nylon stocking and we head back outside where we can release them. I hope you enjoyed learning about bird banding today. I did want to let you know that even though you only heard about three birds being banded, our tally for the day, and I did only four hours of bird banding today, but the tally was 14 birds that we did band, and we had, I believe it was five different species of birds. Our final bird was actually a morning dove, which they're a little bit tough to handle because they're so thick, hard to get my hand around them and keep a good grip on them. They're a mess at the net too. Their feathers are so loose, they just fly all over the place when you're trying to get them out of the net. But anyhow, we're at the end of the episode for today so i'd like to thank you for joining me if you enjoyed wandering through nature with me please help me out by subscribing to the podcast read a review download the episodes also be sure to let all your friends know about the podcast and how they too can wander through nature with us the more wandering through nature the better. Let's get a whole group together. If you have any nature questions or ideas for future episodes, please feel free to drop me a message on my Instagram page. The link is in the show notes. You can also see my naturewanderer.org website or my Facebook page. So all the links are in the show notes. You can also support the podcast by joining my Patreon. Become a patron and you get more videos, podcasts, pictures, and so much more. Have a great week and keep exploring the nature around you. Mm -hmm.